let's go back over the few points from last week quickly so that some of you have an idea. So what I was talking on is kind of, there's different ways about hearing from the Holy Spirit. You have people who really go off on it and they need to hear a voice and they're hearing a voice all the time and there's there's that and then that can make somebody else who doesn't hear that feel kind of condemned and why don't I, why am I not as spiritual? And then you have other people who never even refer to hearing the voice of God and it's never even talked about. Now that is what I was raised in and I never really thought that you could hear God's voice and I never even looked at God that way on like a personal scale to where I was one-on-one -on -one with him and could speak to him and what that looked like. And then, um, you know, I went to a Bible school where that is talked about a ton and so it kind of freaked me out and I wanted to know how they were hearing from God and what was I to do to do that and um, somebody led me to the scripture that says um, I know my sheep and my sheep will hear my voice and know my voice um, as a shepherd Jesus referring to himself as a shepherd and I started standing on that and so the, the beginning of me starting to hear God's voice or know what it meant to be led by the Spirit began with me taking a scripture and believing it was for me believing that okay well jesus is saying that i can hear his voice in whatever way he um, wants to show me that whether you know it's it's a big loud audible voice or it's a leading or it's a feeling or it's a sensing uh it's a small steel voice whatever it was i wanted to be open to it and so i began with just saying that out loud i thank you god that i am your sheep and that i hear your voice and i'm led by your voice and i know you and uh, i went i had a prayer class um and the teacher would always say you know him um, there was another scripture in John, I think it's John 14, 16, and 17. I'm going to read that real quick. I didn't read this last week. Um, this is Jesus talking. He says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate, referring to the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit, who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives in you now and later will be in you. And she would always say, you know him. You wake up every day. You say, I know him. I know you. I know you. And you know, you're not speaking to God. God knows you know him. He knows he knows you. And he knows you better than anybody else knows you. But there's something to trigger yourself that you know him. And you are open to knowing his voice. So I last week I talked about, you know, ways that we hear, like the ways that the Holy Spirit speaks, ways that you can miss it. So things that can come into your life that keep you from missing it. And then identifying his voice. Um, and a few things that I didn't touch on were types of voices. And I, I may have referred to this for a second. This is what I kind of want to review. So there's different voices you can hear. You can hear a voice that is God. You can hear a voice that is the devil. And you can hear a voice that is people. And then you have yourself. So if you're able to at least identify four different types of voices, then you're going to be able to know when they come from something and identify where they're coming from. The number one thing in my own life in identifying God's voice was that I could never clearly identify his voice because I didn't know him. And you're saying, well, you're just saying that you know him. Well, I was saved, but I didn't know the character of God. And I didn't know who he was. I hadn't experienced God. So I hadn't experienced him on a personal level, and I hadn't experienced his love. So I um, knew the devil very well. <laughs> and I thought that was God. <laughs> and that's where you get messed up. You know, I was one-on-one -on -one with the devil and things that had happened in my life. And I was blaming that on God all the time. So maybe in areas that he was leading me, I had no clue that it was him. In other areas that he he wasn't leading me and it was clearly the devil I was blaming on him so you need to be able to decipher the different voices in your life and when God uses people and when the devil uses people and being aware that they are used 
at, at times from God and from the enemy and knowing that, you know, our fight is not against flesh and blood. So if there is somebody who has been speaking um, good things into your life and maybe has been speaking a little prophetically and don't let that word scare you, that you can identify that as God speaking to you or somebody who attacks and abuses you, identifying that's the devil using that person to attack you. And being able to identify those different voices in your life will seriously change your life when you can do that. Um, so the biggest one for me with hearing the voice of God was that I didn't know his character and I didn't fully know him. I had never experienced him and never until I started opening myself up to what it was to experience the love of God did I really get a place to identify the love of or identify his voice. So I want to give you the most dramatic time I ever missed the, uh, the voice of God. This is the biggest thing and I referred to this during the study uh, but I didn't really go into it that it had to do with hearing a voice and that I went after it. So this is um, a time I believed God was totally talking to me and um, ended up blaming the entire thing on him and it actually put, made me not open to his voice for probably a year. But when I was in Bible school, I talked about this that I met a guy and you know started liking him and I knew some stuff weird ahead of time and ended up happening I so I had these kind of supernatural things happening where you know something's gonna happen and it does and you kind of have an intuition and it definitely seemed spirit-led God-led it was too supernatural and um, so I get with the this guy we're dating and then um, you know he wants to be a pastor and all this stuff and I am so believing that this is who God chose for me it had to it lined up I believe he's spoke it to me, I end up investing $5,000 into this guy's life, um, helping him with a ton of stuff. And I'm not going to go into the whole thing and what happened and why I did it. And I wasn't even with him when I did it, but I believed God told me to do it. Um, and so when it didn't work out, it about turned me upside down with anger towards God because I believed that he told me that I was supposed to do this for this man. And I did it because I believed I truly had a leading. There was something telling me. And I could figure out like after what did I miss so bad and I did not I was not open to hearing from God for at least a year I would say where I was shut down in prayer I was completely closed off and I had anger anger towards him I talked about this in the forgiveness week the offense I had towards God because I because after I did that this guy ended up going into ministry and it almost looked like I paid paid and for him and God catapulted him and it didn't it just looked like he I felt God used me okay and that's why he told me to do it and all this stuff so later through those months I started being open what did I miss what was this and I didn't hear some strong voice it just hit me one day that I didn't know God character because he would have never chosen that man for me because if I can go into detail and tell you what how this guy was he wasn't horrible he was very protective he was a great guy a great nice guy compared to being abused and beaten I was like dude if you don't slap me in the face we're getting married today you know I didn't have some crazy high expectations you know I was like this guy's he loves Jesus you know all these things but when it comes down to it this man never pushed me forward in ministry never wanted to know about my past never asked about my sister never asked about anything about me there was none of that but he was all these other things and as I started realizing like oh my gosh this is not God's heart for me who is the man God's gonna bring for me he's gonna be Jesus he's gonna reflect Jesus and I know that that man's gonna want to know about Heidi he's gonna want to know things about me he's gonna push me and shove me he's gonna make me a better me and so if I had known the heart of my father 
then I would have never chose that man. So there never needed to be a big writing on the wall. There never needed to be, Sarah, don't do this. This isn't my plan for you. It's clearly in the word. And if I had experienced him and known his heart and experienced the character of God, I would have never made that choice. And that completely opened my eyes to the voice of God. Where we get stuck on certain things and we think we may have heard something or we're supposed to do this and we're supposed to do that and why it didn't work out. But let's go back to who God is. So there are things in your life that he may be leading you and telling you, and it's not through something supernatural. It's through knowing who he is and knowing the character of him. And so it was very black and white to me. This shouldn't have been some big thing to me. As I know God more now than I ever did then, and I know who he would have for me is going to be the things that characterize and reflect him, and that wasn't reflecting him, then there should never be a question in some of the decisions that I make. And I never needed to hear some big loud voice and so that's when God kind of started showing me you know there is a chasing of his voice there's what people do where they want the experience they're looking for something supernatural in order to make them move when God doesn't always work he is supernatural he will do things supernatural but you have to realize that we are created to act on faith to live through faith and faith creates an action so we have to know that God's not always going to come in and do something very big unless you take a step and so there's things you have to do and move before you know it was even him. Now, there's so many times like he's led me in my life. And like I told you, where I'll wake up with a sensing like, oh, the rejuvenate or living in freedom or other things that he, I, I think he's telling me to do. No big loud voice, no something dramatic. But I never know it's him until I do it. So it wasn't something, something, you know, an audible voice. It wasn't even a, a speaking in my spirit. Now, now it probably it is a speaking in my spirit but there's a difference in that stuff because you can some people can really literally have sensed and i've had this where you feel god spoke something to you in a small still voice and then other times it's just like a oh i feel like doing this i feel like i'm supposed to do this and you know he tends to talk to me a lot at night and you know the word says that you know the holy spirit is going to speak by signs visions and dreams right and i have had some dreams that ended up meaning things and then i've had you know where i'm just kind of woken up and you know i what i believe is why why the holy spirit may work it during dreams and why you're asleep is because you know you remove a lot of yourself in the world and your 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 flesh in nighttime you know you're more susceptible that's why people have nightmares at, at nighttime because the devil also attacks in the night and the most i was ever harassed where i came face to face of the demonic was in my sleep it was in dreams and that's why I also think that you are more susceptible and so you are probably more open and aware of hearing from God so if you're one that's had leadings at night or in dreams or things like that be open to it and so all I want to do like this I feel like this series is to encourage you to be open to his voice because I think if we aren't open to it and we think it's kooky it's weird who says that Holy Spirit does not force himself on you he's not gonna come in shoving himself and making you hear him and do this this and this you know he's been speaking all along and I truly believe that he speaks in our lives all the time it's just we are unaware and unable to see it because and I referred to this last week static I believe there's static created in our lives so what I want to go into more is I want to talk about how we get rid of the static what is it that's hindering us in um, our own flesh and our own selves from hearing the voice of God um, so, what I want to talk about, I want to talk about ways that we remove that static. I'm going to go into talking about spending time with God in meditation and what it is to being rooted in God. And then um, 
I also want to go into protecting your, your heart. Hopefully if I have time to get into all of this. So spending time with God. So this really like, this is, I'm going to give you guys the funniest illustration and I don't know if it's going to come out sounding crazy, but when I got it, it hit me really funny and I'm like, this is either going to be this is really good or really bad. So um, it was spending time with God. So I think this is where we can all get tripped up on like, what is it to spend time with God? And like, how do I know God's character? You got to know his word. And then there comes the legalism. Well, I have to sit there and read the word and I don't even feel compelled or words pop and bounce off of it and it's not you know I'm not like getting it something's missing trust me I get it because I still struggle with it and I have to study for these things this stuff weekly so I know what that feels like so I want to give talk about what meditation is and what it means to meditate to help with that and maybe it's just taking one scripture um, and meditating on it like if you're one that you're, you'll read a chapter and you'll literally walk away and say, I have no idea what I read. Mm -hmm. That's me. So, or you'll, you know, or you'll just open up, you won't go anywhere. So here's what I would start with, one scripture. Getting one scripture and you start to practice this. And it's called, and I'm calling it meditation. So go to, well, Psalms 1, 2 through 3. I'll speak it, I'll just say it. Those who meditate on the law day and night are like trees planted by the water, bearing fruit in due season. So meditate is um, referred to as speaking, utter. So when you think of meditation, sometimes you just think, oh, hum, you know, sitting there doing that, when actually the definition of meditation is also um, speaking or mulling around. So I want to go into how you do that with scripture. And then the law is God, think of that as God's instruction, so his word. Um, and what that looks like so if you're thinking about meditation you're taking a scripture you're making it personal and you're thinking on it so you take one scripture and literally and pray go into prayer and you know i'm big on taking authority before you go into prayer speak against any d demons that want to distract you if you ever notice you sit down to read the bible and you have laundry to do dishes to do vacuuming you need to go do this it's crazy right well hello those are demons by the way telling you go do this go do that they try to keep you so i always go into this praying you know you want to go in praying in the name of jesus i thank you right now that i hear your voice and i you know close the door to anything distracting me whatever and we're, I'm going to take you through more application in the second part, and so is Chris, on we're going to practice it today, what it is to actually meditate on something and how you make a scripture personal. And so I kind of looked at it. This is what I feel like I want to refer to as <laughs> spending time with, with God in the Bible. So you have the Word of God, and I say you have to know the Word of God to know God's voice, but you have to spend time with God to know to know Him as well. you got to do both. You can't just do one or the other. You can't be like, well, I pray all the time. So why am I not knowing or hearing his voice? Or I, you know, I know the Bible front and back. Why am I not knowing? So this is the illustration I got. So you get a fancy, fancy refrigerator, like those really cool ones. It probably talks activated, like does all the super awesome stuff. And it comes with a manual and you could be the two people that deal with this new refrigerator. I decide to not even touch my refrigerator, go in the kitchen. I just want to read the manual. And I never even go near it. I never even have anything to do with the actual refrigerator. How well am I gonna know how to use that refrigerator? How well can I talk about this refrigerator to other people? How well can I, you know, and then you're somebody else who never reads the manual. You go in and kind of use it and kind of open it up. You spend time in your kitchen, you put some stuff in there, but you don't actually ever read the manual. So you don't know all the buttons. And you don't know how to, everything that what you can do and what you can say. And that's kind of what we do with God. 
you know we may be one that we may read some scripture um, and we never spend time in with him and knowing him and so we have to understand there's two elements to knowing God they're spending time with him sitting in his presence medit but it's with meditation and knowing his word because I've just had so much in my life where I prayed a ton, but I made, didn't know his words. So I didn't know his character. So there's many areas of my life where I was being misled and had complete misunderstanding because I didn't know him. And the only, you know, the beginning of me getting to know God was through knowing the love of God. And to me, it's like, don't just tell me God loves me. I need to know. How do I know that God loves me? How am I going to experience this love? And um, so I did a sermon my first year at the Bible school. I went to which um, I felt God told me to do on the love of God which was a joke because I did not know the love of God what was interesting is when I was preparing this sermon my everything around me turned upside down and what I realized is how bad the devil didn't want me to know the love of God you guys will laugh at honestly what happened to me preparing on the weekend so I'm preparing this sermon over a month because I was so freaked out it's my first time public speaking and um I'm in my apartment and the first thing that happens is when I'm preparing it, put my head down and a shooting pain goes through my back and I can't move my head. Mm -hmm. So um, that same day I go outside and go to get in my car and the alarm goes off on my car and doesn't stop and completely like wears out the back. It does something weird. So my car is unusable and I can't move my head. And I'm speaking two, and I'm speaking two days later, okay? And I'm sitting there studying on the love of God. And I started to laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, wow, the devil's so scared of me having revelation on how much God loves me. So I feel like I'm supposed to go to this thing at my church that night so girlfriend comes and picks me up because I don't have a car. And somehow, I don't know if I get a jump or something. Well, again, Oh, so then, so then it goes out again like the next day, the car does, and I end up getting it towed the following day, which is the day before I speak, right? And they put in a new battery, they do something, I bring it back to my apartment. Ah, this is a Monday morning, wake up to get in my car to go to school. So my neck is out. I finally just got the car fixed so I can actually drive it. When I get in the car, I turn it on. Somebody had gone under and stolen my, um, Oh my gosh, it's a big thing. It's like a $600 piece on a 4Runner, Toyota 4Runner. I forget what it's called, but somebody stole it out from under my car in the middle of the night. So my car is un... So it's like, like it's like loud and crazy and I have to drive it straight to somewhere, get it fixed. It's 600 bucks. I literally got in my car when I heard it. I started busting up laughing because it almost put me on a high. And you're like, why? It, why? Didn't that make you think God's not watching over you? No, it made me hit, think, oh my gosh, God must love me a lot because the devil is that scared of me knowing this. I knew God wasn't doing it. Like I knew what it was, and it, but it was just so supernatural that it made me realize like, wow, this is something that I have lacked. My whole life was knowing and believing, really fully understanding the love of God, something we cannot comprehend. We cannot fully comprehend it. And just me getting to study it, the devil was that scared of me knowing it. So what does that show you? The love of God is what is the root to everything. The love of God is what's going to bring anything in your life, any freedom, anything that you have, hearing his voice, knowing from him, it all starts. The root is the love. Um, and I mean, we, and there's even scripture going into that. So, you know, you talk about meditating on the word of God day and night, like trees planted in the water, bearing fruit in due season. So you're a tree planted in water. Now you're referred to as a tree all over scripture that we are referred to as being planted um so i want to go to ephesians 3 17 and 19 so that christ may dwell in your hearts through your faith and you may having been deeply 
rooted and securely grounded in love. So what does that show me? So our roots and how we are grounded in order to be a tree are in love or in the love of God. But how does that come? When they talk about in Psalms, he talks about meditating, meditating on it, right? But there's more tools to that in Ephesians than just meditation. Be fully capable of comprehending with all the saints, God's people, the width and length and height and depth of his love fully experiencing that amazing endless love and that you have you may come to know practically through personal experience the love of christ which surpasses mere knowledge without experience okay so let me stop there so that's like a paradox because there are two things that are opposite but they are actually true so he's saying it is you cannot comprehend it because it um surpasses no he's saying it surpasses knowledge but to, to, to pray to fully be capable of comprehending. So what does that mean? So there means there's an element to the love that we will never, ever, ever comprehend. There's an element to God's love because why? It's not human. Because it's supernatural. It's something we cannot fathom. And that's why the devil is so afraid of it. But there is an experience that we can have to comprehend this. And so he's saying you're to pray for it. So what does that mean? We don't just sit around and saying, well, I know you know the love of God. I know the love of God. No, that's saying there's actually something that we should be doing. So he's saying that you need to be rooted in love and you're to pray to have an experience of his love. He's not praying that you just know the love of God, but you experience the love of God. So what does that mean? That we can have supernatural experience of God. The thing is, is we're always open to the supernatural experiences of God. And the other thing is, is that God is doing things and sometimes we're not realizing it's him. So it's finding out those two things. So I took this scripture and this is what I spoke on. And uh, me studying out this scripture, I had such revelation. I mean, I almost was just filled up to the top of like excitement. Oh my gosh, this is real. Like, and I don't even, I can't even tell you how. I just know that I was reading it, studying. I just believe God gave me more revelation that he loved me more than I had any idea. So, you know, what we're going to be doing today, I'm challenging you and what it is to meditate and ask for an experience. Um, because there's something to be said with, with an experience and expecting an experience from God that we can expect an experience from God. And it's not, you know, kooky. It's not weird. He's saying to experience it, but he's giving us tools to that. So what is that? Like, how do, how do I get rooted in love? How do I experience you to know you? So, and then once I am rooted in your love, I'm going to clearly hear from you because I know who you are. Um, and so... Let me just finish the scripture real quick. The love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge with, without experience, <clears throat> that you will be filled up through your being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your life, completely filled and flooded with him. So I want to talk about what it means. Okay, so you read this. This is something else. I'm like, I always read things and I need to like understand it because it doesn't mean anything unless I understand what I'm reading. Um, so filled up through your being to the fullness of God. So what is it to be filled up to your being with the fullness of God? So this is actually the same reference that is made in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. So these are actually the same things but described differently. So what it what Paul says here is in 2 Corinthians 3, 17, for the Lord is a spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of you who 
have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. Now the veil being removed is because the Israelites saw the glory of God in a cloud. We see it in, gla in a glass. We see it clear. Because why? We are now face to face with God. Before they had to go to priests, they had to go to people to talk to them. We are now encountering and in fa are face to face with God. And the Lord who is a spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. So the reference God is made, or we are made more and more like him and change into his glorious image is actually the same as being filled up through your being to all the fullness of God. So now how I just want to refer that is like, okay, so how am I reflecting his image? So we were made in the image of God, but what happens and you know the devil came and what happened is we have so much of life we have so much experience so much of things that are in the way that create static create things in us a part of sanctification and that's a scary you know word but a part of that is healing it's the it's being set apart it's being you're being made holy and that's another you know scary word but there's things that go to this you know we hear words in the church and you just hear these things and you don't really like how do i apply this to my life like how do i apply this so the fullness of God in reflecting his glory is reflecting his image and who we were all already created to be. But when we have all the stuff that happens to us all around us, you know, we end up getting contorted. You know, we reflect something else, but it says that we can reflect his image. So how do I reflect his image? And I believe that this is a step in how I reflect his image. I am rooted in love and then I'm the strength and I'm a tree. And I begin to reflect him because I'm rooted in something. And through healing and through the things God does in our lives, we begin to reflect him. So that when somebody looks at you, they don't look at your brokenness. When they look at you, they see God shining through you. They see something, you know, like, you know, I'm like, it was this crackhead. Like, people will look at me and want not want anything to do with me. Like, seriously, this chick's a mess. Like, she freaks me out. And, you know, and now I can sit, stand, you know, here and speak to you guys and that's a reflection of his glory he's glorified this is not me i'm not glorified this is him this is his power it's what he does and what did i get to to reflect his image how do i how am i able to reflect him where somebody can say oh my gosh like only god could do that for somebody this is clearly got to be god this chick was a mess is you know i had to start getting revelation of the love of god because when I started having revelation of that and I asked to experience him and I was finally open to experiencing him, that's when my life started turning upside down. You know, just the, the story I tell you guys of, you know, when I was severely depressed and I told God, you need to meet me. I need you to talk to me today. And I went down to the beach running and that guy called me over and, you know, had carved yeah. the I love you in the sand and he clearly met me there. But what did I do? I had to take a step. I asked him and said, please talk to me. So I prayed for an experience with him, but then I took a step as well. So there's also things in your life that God may be calling you, step out. Like I'm, I've been putting something on your heart, but you haven't known it's me because you haven't done it. You haven't taken the step yet. So you haven't found out it's even me. You haven't even seen if I would show up or, you know, I was the one that may have put it on your heart or I was the one orchestrating things around you. Um, you know, talking about like prophecy and um, Jen had brought this up last last week and just asked me, you know, is prophecy, you know, God's voice? Well, yes. I mean, the, the definition of prophecy is the will of God, you know, and so all scripture is prophetic, you know, basically, you know, if it's speaking the will of God, then you have people 
who have um, a gift of prophecy. But I am one to believe, yeah, you can have big people who are well-known and they get up there and they, I got a word for you. And then you have somebody who does it and they're off and they may not have the right word. But I do believe that God, as we clear the static out of our lives, there's prophetic stuff running through us all the time because he uses us to speak into other people's lives and to lift them. And that is the will of God is to encourage you, to edify you, to lift you up. And so realizing that that is something that you know we all can be living in and operating once you become open to hearing his voice being led by him and knowing that that is him and this isn't just some big gifting for you know somebody who is a minister or high up but being open that God wants to work through you in those ways and there's been times you've been prophetic and you have no idea there's been times somebody has spoken into you and they're being prophetic and you have no idea and so realizing like you know that gift and kind of um, I just wanted to touch on that because that's another thing where people can be like you know think it's this big like you got to be this person and this is a big gift for um you know somebody in this role and you know where they thus say the lord and truly speak out and i 100 percent believe in that i do um i just believe it's operating on a smaller scale that we are unaware of and the spirit wants to operate i believe he wants to operate through all of us all the time and he wants to unleash his spirit but we have to remove things out of the way to allow him to move um okay i think i want to close with that i mean i was going to talk about protecting let me just close with this i want to talk about guarding your heart so it's talking about like your heart so i give you i'm giving you tools and things about hearing from the hearing from god right hearing hearing his voice but how do we guard it then right how do we guard these parts of our lives where we may have removed static out of where we're having more clarity where we're it, um does that make sense where how do i guard that now from something coming back in creating more static or something coming in and creating something where i end up missing the voice of god because now something is a little um off in my life so, um so Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So, you know, saying that everything that, so this is Solomon actually saying to his kids. This was a, a parent telling his children, guard yourself because everything you do is coming from what's on the inside of you and what is deeply rooted, what is in your inner inner being, what is what is in there. So how do I protect that? from getting you know messed up to where you know you hear that what somebody speaks that is like that's their heart whatever comes out of your mouth is what's living on the inside of you right um so i wanted to talk about um which yeah it's luke 6 14 um the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart guarding your heart i just want a few things of how do we guard a heart well of course people you hang out with I am telling you, and I'm not trying to talk to you like your children, but seriously, the people we hang out with are the are there. We still can be affected. What they're speaking into you, what they're saying, what are they doing around you, can totally mess with you and can totally like open the door to stuff that is not you know of God or can create something on the inside of you. Um, uh, what you watch um, I am you know the eyes are the gateway to the soul I am a strong believer you watch certain things like um I'm not super like I don't get me wrong like I you guys clearly know I'm not super uptight about stuff but I am strongly believe like don't watch horror movies like ever don't ever watch those if you see stuff nowadays in theaters the demonic stuff going on you open your eyes to that I promise you stuff can go 
it can seriously it can go and I'm not even gonna go into detail about that you guys were there for the double exposed like you need to be very careful about watching stuff like that you wonder you watch something like that you go home you're like man I'm feeling like you know creepy and you know I couldn't sleep last night or like dude you got a demon on you like well look what you just watched you know it's like be aware of like watching like that demonically drive do you think that stuff is from Hollywood and the devil's behind a lot of that stuff and I am a strong hardcore believer of it because I would go into those with my crazy ex and I literally couldn't keep my I couldn't open my eyes because I could feel the evil presence that was on those um, like demonic movies okay enough of that before I go on something about I just have a problem Hollywood's gonna be giving me a call um, you know of course what you say because the power of the, a bold mouth the power in the tongue like how much I've talked about that like how much I would you know say well I'm depressed or I feel a certain way and this is like who I am like what is coming out of your mouth what do you want to happen how do you really want to feel like you know so I'm like I'm so aggressive about that stuff now because it ruined my life and it just railroaded my life of what I had been through and that it's what came out of me because I felt a certain way and I had experienced a lot of crap and that's how I talked. And so I'm like hardcore, I say that. When something happens, you'll see me, I'll be yelling around my apartment, just talking to it like, no, in Jesus' name, I'm not gonna, I thank you that I have hope today. I'm not gonna sit and feel sadness. I'm hearing the thoughts of something telling me you're less than, you're insignificant, this isn't gonna happen. I talk back to it, I yell back to it. And what am I doing? protecting my heart from that place it was clear and that day I woke up and I was hearing something and I was feeling a certain way well I'm not letting it in and so your your mouth is a big deal in protecting areas of you that you know what if I had let that in what would happen a lot of static would come in and guess what I probably wouldn't be hearing very clear I'd be being hearing very clearly from something else that day and I already was you know um and what I like I already talked about people speaking into into your life. So, you know, just something to go off of like, okay, if I get the steps to this, then how do I guard it now? Like how do I guard this area of my life? So today what we're gonna do with closing is and then we're gonna go over last week's a little bit. <laughs> It, oh, to do what? Oh, to, 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 to cut, cut Toledo's hair. 